0: Welcome to Planet Geo, the podcast where we talk about our amazing planet, how it works, and why it matters to you.
1: Hi, Chris. Hey, how you doing there? <laughs> hey. Dr. Man Bun there. You, you got it all slicked back for me today. You know what? I do. You have a headache? You, you got it pulled tight.
0: I did earlier today, actually, but it was not because <laughs> my bun was too tight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> why not? like, I don't know. What'd you have a headache for then? Are it's, you stressed it's, Jesse? It's been a
0: week. I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit, a little what are bit you stressed uh, about it's, it's busy. There's grant deadlines due. there's papers that got rejected mm. that need to be resubmitted. You know, it's kind of an end of fiscal year deadline stuff going on right now, but mm. you Chris are wearing a different shirt than the one that you've recorded the last like four episodes. And you usually have I your am. blue flannel hoodie <laughs> on and you have a North Face <laughs>
1: jacket. <laughs> i do same I, theme I know. but different actual like <laughs> same over- thing <theme>. no. <laughs> actually no the theme is way different that hoodie that i usually wear that thing is a piece of crap it has a big tear in it i've Look, seen i am yeah, trying not it's... to be
0: offended that you always wear it to record podcasts with me <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it's just comforting to wear i like it <laughs>
0: okay fair enough yeah fair hey enough office hours we yeah. have as usual some great questions from you, the listener. Thank you for sending them in. Keep it up. These are really interesting. And it's actually kind of thought-provoking. I think that today's one is, in particular, a thought-provoking one. Well, we have one. two today. That's true. Good two. point. What are we doing?
1: We got a question about careers in geoscience and what our advice is to whether they should go back and pursue this kind of passion that they have. So that's, that's the first one. And the other question dealt with mass spectrometers and new advances and... Yeah. Updates and techniques.
0: Yeah, that's right. Uh, The first one, I mean, I think we should, Chris, if you think so, we should cover the first one first because that's like a meaty discussion, I think. And there are several people who have emailed us kind of in the same theme of career advice. Like a lot of them are kind of, do I go back to college for geology or not? Or do I go to graduate school for geology or not? Basically kind of in the theme of, as you said it, do I pursue this passion academically or... Not. And I'd be really curious to hear your thoughts on this, Chris. I find it hard to give really personal advice on this front. Like it's such a deeply personal question. We can weigh in, in general, is the way I feel. But what do you think? I mean, what are your thoughts when when people are, you know, struggling with this? Because I think you did when you were, you know, going through the process. I I
1: definitely did. It's really interesting that you say what you just said, because my take on that question is, yeah, I have something to say to that. And maybe it's because it is so personal to me because I did go through this very kind of crisis, I guess, if you will.
0: Yeah. Um, So what was that in your personal life, maybe first? Or how did you experience this?
1: I had no idea what direction I was going to go. I just knew I was going to go to college, but I didn't know why you know so i did go right out of high school and i i don't know i spent the first year and a half in my college career just taking general ed classes and and then really starting to sweat because nothing grabbed me i didn't know what i was going to do and my dad always my dad had always said hey chris you're going to you're going to know it's just going to land in your lap and and when it's there you'll just but i was running out of faith, you know, something better grab me sooner. I'm just going to end up going in a direction for no particular reason. And that's really almost what happened. I mean, shoot, Jesse, I was, I was taking business classes. That was my major right before geology. <laughs> that, would business. Have, like, that
0: would have been an unhappy Chris Boheis. Can a you business see major. me in business? No, what? no. It's, no I, I <laughs>
1: shudder to think about this. So when I found geology, and, you know, I've told this story, so I'm not going to retell it, but I knew that this was it, right? This was something that I was excited about. And really, that's the first time that that had happened. And I knew this was it. And so I didn't know my trajectory, though, at that point. I didn't know what path I was going to take. I just knew that it was going to deal something with geology. It had to be. And, and you were, what, a junior I, in college when this happened? A sophomore, maybe? a sophomore. Yeah. Sophomore. Yeah. Okay. Sophomore, gotcha. yeah. And then, so you graduated
0: with an earth science degree, right? If I remember correctly. No, I did not. No, geology degree. No,
1: I graduated with a degree in geology. And then I got married right away after after I graduated. And Jenny and I moved out to Oregon for a year. And then just for personal reasons and so on, we wanted to move back. Jenny really, she's got a close connection with home and she wanted to be closer to home. So we moved back. And that's when I had to decide, all right, what am I going to do now? I needed to change my trajectory because at the time... I didn't really want to do environmental geology. And again, I I would rethink that now. I think it's a very exciting field now, and I would look really hard at going in that direction. But at the time, that wasn't my thing. And so I did have to change directions, and it was not an easy path. I had to go back to school for two more years, and I had to do my student teaching just so I could chase my passion, which was to still be heavily involved in the field of geoscience just now i want to teach it
0: so you went back to get the teaching degree is what I you kind of went back for okay gotcha yeah
1: and i think and that worked out great jesse for me because i had to do all the hard stuff i had to go to field camp i took structure i took sed strat calculus all this stuff right whereas if i had just gone into teaching and i just went the earth science route right away i wouldn't have those experiences and i think those experiences provided me with the confidence to do what I do in my geology class. You know, make this a uh, geology field course that's three weeks long. I, that whole experience in Grand Valley just provided me with the confidence to go ahead and plow forward with it.
0: Okay. A comment and then two questions. The comment is first of all, I think you got your undergrad degree before oil had been discovered probably. So like it was really <laughs> there was no career opportunities in the geoscience okay. field <laughs> apart from teaching. No, I'm kidding. But have you the question is really have you have you looked back or, or have there been second guesses or what led you to go into teaching with the geology after getting a geology degree as opposed to I guess the environmental side? You know, can you can you kind of tease apart that decision or that decision process? Are you
1: asking if I regret not going the environmental No, not way. regrets. I Instead know you. You're like,
0: you know, you're you don't have regrets, right? And so I uh, you make a decision and then you don't really look the other direction. You don't look down the old path that you could have taken really. And so that's not really my question. My question is can you kind of tease apart that decision you made between environmental or geoscience industry or you being a like more of a practicing geologist out there versus the teaching route? that fork in the road you know what did that decision look like for you
1: yeah i remember having this discussion with jenny it was a tough thing because she was teaching elementary she would got a job right when we moved back and so for me to not be working and go to go back to school full time and pay tuition so not only am i not working i'm also paying college <laughs> yeah, tuition you're going in the red yeah. and i'm married you know i'm not living with mom and dad anymore or, you know i don't have any support that way that was tough i mean we were poor and i don't regret that at all but we were absolutely poor so what led me to the decision is you know i i had to take a bunch of classes that i didn't want to take to go the teaching route but i had decided that i wanted to do that i wanted to be a teacher and i didn't want to work in the environmental field but i didn't want to take these classes either and you know you know exactly how jenny is she's she looked at me and she's like well is this the path you want to go? And I said, yeah. And she said, well, suck it up and do what you <laughs> yeah. have to do then. And,
0: Quit being a baby. <laughs> like, what are you right, complaining you know, about? Uh, go do it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. And, <laughs> and so that's what I did. It, yeah, I really did not want to take some of the classes. And to be quite honest with you, it was, it was a bunch of chemistry that I had to take yet and that um, just didn't do it for me, you know. And so that was the only thing that kind of held me back, other than the financial side of it. I could have just gone on and gotten a job you know, in the environmental side and and gone to work. But looking back, I made the right call for sure. So
0: bringing that forward to like advice today to people who are, you know, maybe in that same position who are deciding maybe it's grad school they're thinking about, or maybe it's going back, maybe they got the business degree and are thinking about going back to get a geoscience degree. I don't know. I think I probably know what your advice is going to be, but I'm not sure. I want to, (laughs) (laughs) what do you think? What are your thoughts?
1: I think follow your passion that I mean, always, I think that's, always going to be my advice because I'm passionate about my job. I'm, I'm passionate about what I teach and I'm really grateful for it too. Every day I try to remind myself of how lucky I am to be in my situation. Then that's just because I, I get to do something that I absolutely love. And I can't understate that. I mean, I, I think that passion in all facets of our life is just one of the most important things to have. And so, you know, the, yeah. the bull yeah. are passionate people. <laughs> you, <laughs> you guys are, uh, you know, to, to an
0: individual passionate <laughs> in various, well, in various things. What I know about the bull Heuses is is that they are passionate indeed. <laughs> so That's That's I, I was true. actually, I was thinking to myself, yeah, I wonder what Chris will say, but in retrospect, I should have known that this is how you, yeah, would you answer it, right? Like, you there's no well, question. Well,
1: okay what about you then? Like, what's your take on it?
0: So I guess a little bit about my path. I went to college knowing I wanted to do geology because I'd taken your class and we've talked about this before, right? Because of you, I knew I wanted to go do geology, but that's not to say that there were not times along the path that I sort of second guessed what I was doing. I do really distinctly remember having this discussion with a mentor of mine at the end of undergrad when I was deciding, am I going to go to grad school or not? And I was sort of like, I said, I'm not sure if this geology thing is just a sort of a hobby that got too big in my life or not, because it kind of felt that way. Like, okay, I like collecting rocks. We talked about this in a recent episode. Like I like collecting rocks. Did that get too big in my life? Like, do I need to do a major in it? What am I going to do with this degree? And I think this might be particular to Michigan or to the Midwest in the time that I was coming of age and the time that you did as well. There was not a big geoscience industry in the region, you know, as environmental consulting or teaching. And that's kind of the two decisions. The ones you had were the kind of the same ones I had with an undergrad degree. And then I went to, to Canada for graduate school and kind of the world blew up in front of me, meaning like the options were laid out that you can go be a minerals exploration geologist. You can be an oil and gas geologist. You can do a lot of different stuff with a geology degree. And I chose the academic route. So I, I guess all that to say, I don't feel that it was the only path to take, but I, I did struggle with it and it clearly was the right one. But, um, I struggled along the way with, with that decision. Should I go to grad school or not?
1: Well, okay. Well then answer the question. Cause you're kind of being roundabout with this. Like <laughs> should, you know, we got yeah. a question. It was pretty direct. Yeah. I, what do you think? Should I go back? I mean, Follow-up. I'm really hesitant
0: to give advice on this. Like it is a deeply <laughs> yeah. personal thing. Like you, you kind of laid out, you know, it's a rela- you have a relationship to consider. You have location to consider. Like there's a lot of factors. You have financial abilities to pay for college. Like all that is a consideration here. Right now, what I will say is that the geoscience job market, I know for a fact has changed a lot and there are so many new geoscience related industries that are opening up. I saw a chart recently of carbon technology companies, the fundraising of carbon technology companies, and they are raising billions of dollars and they all need geochemists. So like a geochemistry degree is like newly valuable. You used to be able to just go maybe look for gold or maybe look for oil. And now there's this whole wide world of employment sectors that kind of need geoscientists to go work for them. And I don't really know what that'll look like in 10 years or five years when somebody finishes a degree. So it's hard to say, oh, look, you can go do this job now. That's a hard one because there's so much changing right now. But I think the degree will be valuable in a way that it maybe wasn't for you and I. So I don't think it necessarily has to be just a passion decision, right?
1: I think you're right. I mean, it's hard to go wrong. If you're really in love with something, it's hard to go wrong following that. I agree. It's hard to say, well, yeah, this is what you should do. And so our disclaimer out there is this is just what we think. You know, (laughs) and totally everyone (laughs) needs
0: to do what's right for you, but yeah, two guys on a podcast, (laughs) but I I will say my advice also differs depending on what we're talking about. Like an undergrad degree is kind of a, a bigger commitment in many ways. If you don't have a geoscience degree and you're thinking about going to get an undergrad degree, that's a big time commitment, financial commitment. A master's degree is in some ways kind of a lower commitment in a weird way. Like if you have a geoscience undergrad and you're thinking about going and getting a master's degree. That's a two-year thing. It gets paid for you, or at least you get some living stipend, so you're not going more into debt to get the degree. Well, let me
1: interrupt you. That depends on what kind of master's degree you get. Great point. If you're getting a research master's degree, then you're going to get funded, but if you're taking classes, then you're going to have to pay for that.
0: That's a good point. There are new programs, like one-year master's programs that you'll pay for, but I guess what we have in our department is the two-year thesis-based master's of science degree, which is funded for you 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 at least don't go into more debt you know you get a living stipend which is small but allows you to live without going into more debt a phd is a high risk thing like you got to know in my opinion before you go into a PhD, you gotta got to know what you want to do or like why you want the PhD. Don't go into a PhD. That's a four-year commitment. You don't go into more debt, but you also don't Unless make any money Jesse, for four it's years. Like
1: a eight-year commitment, you know. <laughs> hey, I was five years, five, just over five years. <laughs> well, and then your postdoc, we got to throw that in there too. It's true, so. but it, you know, you don't make any money
0: for a long time, which is uh, which is a financial sacrifice in a way. So I, I
1: don't know. Way I c- too many beers for you. I just felt bad. We would get together, my okay I'll buy again Jesse you know you you have nothing Jesus dude's like 26 like he can't buy his own (laughs) beers what's going on
0: here (laughs) that's funny yeah Yeah. but it's true it is that is a it's a big commitment so I kind of feel like an undergrad is kind of more of a commitment than a master's and then less than a PhD so I think my advice kind of depends on the degree you're sort of talking about um
1: and also to the direction that you're going to go you know, there are some directions where a bachelor's degree, a four-year degree, is the it's the working degree, but there are other directions where master's is the working degree. And then, of course, academia is going to be a PhD. So it depends upon that also, like what avenue you want to follow when to, once you make your decision about, all right, I'm going to go into geology. Well, there are so many different roads to take. So there's- you That's know.
0: really true, Chris. And I just actually saw, uh, back to the employment thing. I just saw a stat that the projections are by 2025, we will have a deficit of 100,000 geoscientists, i.e. we will need 100,000 more geoscientists out there in the working industry than we will have trained to do it. So there's going to be a demand for geoscience skill sets and there's going to be a demand for like blended skill sets are fastest growing minor in our program is an earth science policy minor, And this is a really popular um, field to go into. States are hiring geoscientists in that kind of policy, or maybe not geoscientists, earth scientists in that kind of Policy and science communication sort of blended mode. So that's a big opportunity for people to kind of scratch the itch of geoscience, but also scratch another itch for themselves with think, policy. Think about this like too:
1: getting a, a bachelor's degree in geology and then going on to get a law degree, something like that. Oh, my goodness. Talk about marketable, man
0: there's people in our program who get uh, geoscience degrees as well as a double major in finance and oh my god are you employable with that <laughs> I think like especially with some geochemistry in there that's a really really powerful combination in the growing economy of geoscience uh, the future of geoscience employment energy sector is turning over all this stuff's happening that's super exciting so
1: that's right and I think there are jobs that are going to be geology related in the next decade or so that we don't even know about yet at this point. It's dramatically different than even when you came out, but it's dramatically different from when I came out. I mean, it's just, the, it doesn't even look the same.
0: I think the sector when I came out, when I graduated college is very similar to the the sector when you graduated college. Like yeah, you know, I think I, you're right. we're like 15 years difference or something like that. It, it's, it was pretty much the same, but I think between my generation and the current generation, it is, light years difference. It's kind of crazy. I mean, I'm teaching in this fall, I'm going to teach an entrepreneurial geoscience class because there are just so many startups that are happening that are in the geoscience space of various like parts of the geoscience space that I think we kind of have to get a, a grasp on where this industry might be going because our undergrads, they might go start companies in this space. And that would be really great for everybody. <laughs> so there's just loads of opportunity. So
1: Okay. Well, maybe I'm think, giving
0: advice to say, go back. Maybe I'm talking myself into saying, <laughs> you are, you know,
1: pursue s- the passion. Cause it's also going to be practical. <laughs> <laughs> and mine is God, just go follow your dreams and follow your passion. How, you know, how can you go wrong? You're going to find your way. That's right. That's um, true. That's true. I, I believe that, but it is personal. And so that, you know, <laughs>
0: yeah, it, it, um, yeah. it could be tough. Do what's recognizing <laughs> that it can be a, a tough decision at times That's right. for sure.
1: All right. We have another one, Jesse, about mass spectrometers and updates oh, on right. like new techniques. So this is right up your alley. Um, <laughs> yeah. So why don't you give this one a whirl? This is by Richard. You know, talk a little bit about the technique and and is there new stuff on the horizon with mass spectrometry?
0: Oh man, there, you know, I, so I can't claim to know everything that every lab group is working on, but there's a lot of stuff always going on with mass spectrometer development. Our lab, my lab we've decreased in some aspects in part because we can't get funding for the the projects and there's more interesting stuff going on, I think. So there's like projects kind of die without completing them necessarily or, or going as deep as you want to go. There's always stuff with mass spectrometers that are being developed. The most recent and most impressive stuff I've seen recently is like the sort of micro mass spectrometers. So things they're trying to put on spacecraft or things they are putting on spacecraft to go measure isotope Ratios on Mars or on the asteroids that they're going to go
1: visit—that's um, crazy because I've seen yours and they're big. They take up a whole <laughs> the, room. The ones I like... work on are big, and you wouldn't be flying
0: <laughs> these into space. No, <laughs>
1: that's a good point. Um, so that's crazy. Okay, do you lose accuracy with these smaller ones?
0: Well, they lose okay. precision, right? So you you basically yeah, well, make yeah, that's what larger. You make data points with larger uncertainties, but like if you're trying to get a measurement from Mars, we have very few measurements from Mars. So any data is more valuable than no data, right? So it kind of doesn't even matter how big the uncertainties are because the questions are so big. We don't know like, what is the atmospheric composition or on Mars or Venus. Like we don't really know that stuff. So, or maybe we do hydrogen, but not oxygen, we, right? We so, do.
1: Yeah, we, they, they do because they, they talk about on Mars, like deuterated water versus non-deuterated water and the ratio of deuterated water, which deuterated water is a reference to deuterium, which is H2. It's got a neutron in the nucleus and the vast majority of hydrogen is just H1 with one proton and no neutron. So it's heavy hydrogen. And based upon the ratio of that in Mars, they are able to then walk back how much water has been lost by Mars so how much water they think it had that's really, really cool science if you ask me because Mars doesn't weigh enough to hold on and retain that lighter hydrogen, but it does weigh enough to hold on to the deuterated hydrogen in the water. And so, sorry, I interrupted you and kind of no, stole that's, that, but no, no, no just that's, really, really cool that's stuff. That's good.
0: So. so so like, you know, going and trying to put a rover down that can measure the hydrogenized subcomposition composition of the, the minerals on the surface, as opposed to just when we look at spectroscopically or fly a, a satellite through the orbit, through the atmosphere, we get a measurement of the current, atmosphere. And so how did that change over time? Has the H1 to H2, the deuterium to hydrogen ratio of Mars atmosphere changed over time? You can look at like hydrated minerals on the surface, alteration minerals on the surface. And so some of the really cool mass spectrometer advancements are the sort of micro mass spectrometers that they're putting into orbit.
1: Okay. Uh, question for you then is radiometric dating a part of this discussion? oh good question not that
0: i know of okay although i give
1: context here a second
0: yeah yeah definitely and then i i I have an although (laughs) i have a qualifier to that but not not that i've heard
1: yeah of course you do so there somebody (laughs) is using this technique to date when quartz sand was deposited yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the best wow. way I've ever heard just this described. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Yes. The best go way ahead. I've ever heard
0: hear it as the court's getting sunburned, and the more sunburned, mm-hmm. the longer it sat in the sun for. <laughs> Which is a great description of this technique. But
1: but then they can determine when it was deposited because then it gets buried. So it's deposited, it gets sunburned, and then it gets buried. So they can kind of pigeonhole the point at which the sand was deposited, which normally is really difficult because working through the geology of that, this is really exciting stuff. I want to be specific about this then. Is the cosmogenic dating that I referred to, like sunburned quartz sand, is that A new advancement?
0: No, not really. That's been around for a while. That's always getting more precise though. So it's like radiocarbon. Radiocarbon labs have this massive mass spectrometer. I mean, this thing takes up a huge room, not just one room, but many, many rooms. And that's always getting more and more and more precise because we can count one carbon 14 out of a million carbon atoms, or we can count one carbon 14 out of a billion. And so how well can you count that one atom is kind of the key thing. And you need a really big mass spectrometer to do that. So that keeps improving sort of gradually, more gradually though, I'd say. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. Fair enough. So that's a a quick and dirty update on mass spectrometer stuff. (laughs)
1: Okay. Well, I mean, it is really really interesting stuff in fact it was just today that i came across the i had never thought of it before i'd never heard of it before of dating the deposition of a layer of sandstone quartz sandstone i'd never heard of that before and i was just like wait what that's no way that is so freaking amazing like unbelievable it was exciting so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's a fun day.
0: Learning about it this is, stuff. See above, is. pursue your passion yeah. because you get to
1: just research your passion
0: all day long.
1: Well, no, I, I still, I'm still in the phase of my life where I have to plan out when I'm going to take a pee during the day, but you know, yeah. well,
0: it's on the horizon the, when you can actually not, high not plan out your uh, bathroom breaks, Chris. That's right.
1: That's right. I look forward hey. to that.
0: Uh, I think that's a wrap on this Office Hours episode. Keep sending us questions. These are great. We love answering them. We love kind of sitting around stewing about how to answer it best, which ones to link together into an Office Hours episode. It's great stuff. And everyone's asking us great questions. So send us an email, planetgeocast at gmail.com with all of your questions. You can visit our website, planetgeocast.com. There you can support us. You can subscribe, See all of our past episodes with transcripts. You can see a couple pictures of Chris out in the field there with his uh, what do they call gym teacher sunglasses on?
1: I think. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, you shouldn't say that because your mom was a gym teacher. So it's that's, true. It's well, true. Like,
0: Sorry, mom. You're insulting. And if you want to learn all the basics of geoscience in an audio form with the key images you need, go to the first link in our show notes. That is Camp Geo, our conversational textbook for the geosciences if you have questions on that or feedback, let us know. Send us an email. There's a contact us link on that platform. Cheers. Peace.